From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au Coming up, former Ipswich Mayor Paul Pasali pleads guilty to multiple charges. Councillor Marnie Doyle withdraws her resignation as Deputy Mayor six days after doing so in writing. Swifts pull the pin on buying council-owned premises in Cameron Park. And what is the right price to attend this year's Christmas Wonderland? It's Thursday, September 24, 2020, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. The biggest news in Ipswich today, and possibly this year, has been the revelation that former Mayor Paul Pasali has pleaded guilty to several charges, including perverting the course of justice and sexual assault. This comes long after a theatrical resignation in June 2017. Media reports today, September 24, detailed Pasali pleaded guilty to 27 counts of fraud and one count each of receipt of a secret commission by an agent, fraud of property and perjury. Media further reported the disgraced mayor gave an emotional apology before the court. Pasali is reported to have said his mind took over and his behaviour was out of control. He added that people around him tried to talk to him, but he would not listen. As a former media advisor to council, which included the office of the mayor, I can add that the whole episode has left an incredible sense of disappointment, not only for council employees who worked closely with him, but council more broadly and residents as well. It is fair to say everyone was left shocked and hurt following his arrest and the charges laid. With this significant line in the sand, the new council deserves fresh air and time to establish itself going forward. Ipswich City Council and the community must remain ever vigilant. Now to today's council meeting, which began by dealing with the resignation letter from Councillor Marnie Doyle, which stated she was resigning from the Deputy Mayor position effective Wednesday the 23rd of September. Resignations happen from time to time, so this is not unusual in itself. The letter was written by Councillor Doyle on September 17, with the media breaking the story on September 22. Council issued information well after the resignation letter date. Last night, Wednesday the 23rd, Council issued a further media release advising Councillor Doyle had retracted the Deputy Mayor resignation letter and will remain in the role for the original 12 months as voted by Councillors in April. The actions of Councillor Doyle may indicate things have been tense behind the scenes. And while the withdrawal of the resignation may well be satisfactory and a tidy result for councillors, there are still unanswered questions for residents. What really prompted Marnie Doyle to resign from the Deputy Mayor's post? And why didn't council issue its own news on the same day as the resignation? Mayor Theresa Harding was approached for an interview for this episode, but has declined. Councillor Doyle was also approached, but at time of recording, no response has been received. Today's council meeting addressed the issue at the beginning of the meeting. Mayor Theresa Harding. So in relation to the matter regarding the appointment of Deputy Mayor, I'm really pleased to share that we no longer are required to consider that matter. I think it's important to put the matter to rest and to just say to our community that we are a learning council. 
Uh, we are genuine representation of the community uh, in that before being elected, we were just like you. Uh, we were small business owners, we were workers, we were mothers and fathers and grandparents and very passionate about our community. And we're still all of those things and we are still learning. As a council, we share a vision to rebuild a strong and trusted council and we'll continue to work every day to do that. We won't always be perfect, but we will be honest. We're not going to get it 100% right 100% of the time, but we'll work every day to improve this city and this council. I would like to take this opportunity to thank Councillor Doyle and the Deputy Mayor for her contribution as she is made as a councillor and as a leader of this organisation over the past five months. And I'm very much looking forward to continuing to work together along with the councillors to keep delivering outcomes for the people of Ipswich. With that, I'd like to move on to the next agenda item. A procedural motion was put and voted on that the item to elect Deputy Mayor not be considered. And with that, there was no further discussion and the meeting moved on to other business on the agenda. Council-run Christmas events will look quite different this year owing to COVID. Chair of the Community, Culture, Arts and Sport Committee, Councillor Andrew Fechner. I bring this to the attention of full council um, to uh, clear up a couple of things um, and, and highlight a couple of the wonderful things that will be happening um, in Ipswich. Um, this festive season. So the, the events team have been working very hard uh, to piece together a Christmas program that's celebratory but also COVID safe and I acknowledge how difficult that can actually be. Um, you know, I'm sure that everyone here has read the report and they've seen that we've got the lights in the Narama Garden. Santa will be getting around on the bus. There's Christmas carols. So it, it's very much a time for us to come together um, and after the tumultuous year that a lot of us have had, I think that it's important that Ipswich City Council does provide something uh, you know, at, something special for us at Christmas time. So I just want to thank the council officers involved um, in putting together um, this wonderful program of Christmas events and acknowledge the creativity that they had to display to make sure that they were COVID safe events um, and that we had a chance to celebrate at the end of this year. Um, one of my recommendations was to consider the ticketing cost uh, for the Winter Wonderland. Um, so the proceeds of that will be going to charity. Um, but at committee last week, um, I wasn't prepared to uh, commit to a price. Uh, the recommendation there reads that uh, we would bring it to a workshop for further consideration. However, I'm prepared to amend that uh, recommendation um, and resolve uh, the ticket price uh, here today so that the team can move on uh, if, if the full council is prepared to have that, that particular discussion about the ticket price um, of the Winter Wonderland. Lengthy discussion by councillors followed. Council's Manager of Marketing and Promotions, Carly Gregory, was quizzed in the meeting about Christmas events. Mayor Harding. What kind of, leading what Deputy Mayor said, but leading on what kind of options can we have if we're looking, um, would there be low attendance nights? There, there was really, with disabilities yeah, well? no low attendance nights. So for us, it's really, you know, thousands of people through every night last year. And we would have thought that, you know, there would be lower attendance nights midweek, but actually what tended to happen was families would often try to come midweek thinking that the weekends would be busy <laughs> um, or bringing, you know, elderly relatives and that kind of thing. 
Um, so it is quite difficult given that we've probably got a third of the attendees this year available to come, to, you know, um, compared to last year. So I think that would be very difficult to guarantee that. We did talk about though on the preview night, having different sessions and allowing different community groups, volunteers, um, maybe people with disabilities approaching those kind of groups in the community so that we can accommodate uh, longer viewing times um, with potentially additional vol volunteers to assist those people to get around Wonderland. So that would be, I think, you know, the most relevant way that we can assist those kind of groups. Uh, when it comes to the family ticket price for up to five people, in your opinion, um, are you wedded either way as to the 15 to 20 We're not wedded price? either way. Will, we'll, do you think it'll make a difference? Um, look, I think price is, is you know, always something that will make a difference to, to certain groups. So I think we need to be mindful of that. We felt though, compared to other activities, you know, whether you're going to the movies or, you know, um, even things that they have like at the Tivoli drive-in that are considered low cost, we felt that 15 or $20 was still incredibly cost effective um, at that time of year. So, you know, we're happy to take your guidance on this. We're not wedded to either price. So 15 or 20 would be fine, I think. Councillor Andrew Fechner. If, if I were a group of four and the ticket price were 15 uh, for a family, um, I'd, I'd probably purchase the, the family ticket. Um, is that automatically associated with the number five or will you have it a is. number of people within? We have actually, with our, with our ticket providers, just finished an additional briefing note for the mayor and councillors this morning, okay. uh, where the ticketing provider, the other option would be to split the price and have a family of four for 15 and a family of five for 20, say, so that we're not wasting any of those tickets that people would select the number that they require. Yep. So that is an option. Um, we apologise that took a few days, but it, it is challenging to, to, to find a provider that can do all of this with yeah. literally 100 allocations of you know sessions to Wonderland. Councillors ultimately approved ticket prices for Christmas Wonderland at $5 per person, $15 for a family of four, and $20 for a family of five. The net amount of money raised through ticketing will be donated to a nominated charity or charities. The ongoing saga over the future of Swifts in Cameron Park came to a sudden end in the same council meeting after the club sent a letter to council on September 14 withdrawing from the planned purchase of the building they currently lease. From the meeting, Property Services Manager Brett McGrath. So following the previous council decision we drafted a um, community consultation scope and plan um, which we provided with Swifts and sat down and ran through that with the advising of their requirements and responsibilities as part of the community consultation process mm -hmm. and following that they um, formally advised us on the 14th of September that they didn't want to proceed with the um, purchase of the facility. Deputy Mayor and local councillor Marnie Doyle. I, I guess I have um, mixed views on, on the outcome here. Um, the, the Feedback consultation um, questions I fielded from the community included um, several families um, who've been involved with the club for years mm. and, and currently have children playing there. And I, I recall, you know, it stuck in my mind. One of the comments was, uh, "We just want, want we just want uh, what the other clubs have, mm. which is a, a clubhouse." Um, and and you know that really resonated with me. I'm an Ipswich girl and, and grew up um, having a lot to do with both North and, and West End. So I know the importance of, of having their own club. So I was very motivated, mm. um, I guess, to see um, 
you know, all parties explore all options here. Um, and obviously, um, what was also important to me um, was the views and, and concerns of um, council affectors um, and my residents living um, around that area. And the feedback I got from residents um, seemed to be that, um, you know, they have lived with the Swifts um, operating um, from their uh, the current footprint for quite some time, and um, business as usual, I guess, wasn't a problem for them going forward. However, it became very clear there was no appetite um, and, and no tolerance by the community for for council to potentially sell off a bigger footprint than what Swifts currently occupy, and and absolutely the community were outraged by us potentially carving off some, some green space from the park and, and adding that to the area that Swiss were looking for. Um, I can only, you know, guess at the reasons why mm -hmm. Swiss have, have now decided to not proceed with the purchase. I, I you know, if, if we make, if I make the assumption that it's because it's only the existing footprint that has been offered to them and not the additional land, then in my view, council has done all it can, mm -hmm. um, in particular, and importantly for the families involved that, that were looking um, for that club. Mm -hmm. But I, um, obviously, a good outcome for residents, um, selling off green space. Um, that's a, a well-used park. Council repealed its previous decision on the sale and issued a statement which said it expended a substantial amount of resources over a two-year period in the management of this matter with Swifts Leagues Club Limited. Additionally, there have been costs associated with required third-party services such as valuation assessments and drafting survey plans. The decision not to proceed with community consultation was endorsed at the council meeting. The full meeting can be viewed on YouTube. In a future podcast... Naming of places and spaces in Ipswich CBD, including the formalising of the name Bottle Alley. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. If you like what you hear, please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the donate button at the bottom of the page. You can subscribe for free and share this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today from your smart speaker. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.